even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Yes, it's Wednesday, Hump Day, middle of the week. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Good morning. How's everybody's night yesterday? Welcome back, Yee. Uh, it was good, as you know. I know you know. When I was driving back from D.C., my tire came off the car on the highway. Not the hubcap, the whole tire. Yeah, the tire. Uh, not the rim. The rim it was actually still on the car. Which is crazy. Usually you see that with big 18-wheelers and huge trucks. You don't really see it on cars as much. Yeah, that's never, ever happened to me in life, ever. So fortunately, everything's taken care of. Shout out to Steve B from BMW of Freeport. They actually came. I had to wait until like three in the morning. They sent the tow truck to get the car, brought it in, fixed everything, and then dropped it back off yesterday at 2 p.m. Nice. So I didn't even have to leave my house. So I I appreciate that. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you rotated the tires since you purchased the vehicle? No, but it's only a year old. Okay. You have to do that every year? I mean, if you drive it, usually people rotate the tires, so the tires... Are... I only have 8,000 miles on my car, too. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. But I'm saying this never happened to me before. This is not, like, my first, you right. know... Did they fix it for free or they charge you for the no, tire? No, it's free. Everything's free. Oh, good, good, good. My tires are insured. I good. have all of that, so right, I don't cool. have to pay a dollar. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Me, too. It was scary. All right. Well, this morning, Tyra Banks will be joining us. The legend. The whole legend, Tyra right. Banks. She's got a theme park, right? Yeah, she got a theme got park. Model Land. Model Land. That uh, she's, uh, I don't know when it opens up, but I think it opens up this year. It's called Model Land. We'll kick it with her about that. she got her nice. own Six Flags. Yeah. Her own Disney. I love That's Tyra. Right. We might be putting a lot of sauce on that. Maybe but, a lot. Maybe but, a lot. But it's in the ballpark. You know her net worth is like $90 million? Tyra is a great businesswoman. Yes, yeah, she is. I mean. Yeah, for her, she is living life. Tyra's a great businesswoman. Tyra Banks has lived a, a great existence. Yes, she has. still continues. When you take her professional resume and, you know, you look, access, look at all the things that she's done. Yeah. And yes. she made a nice transition from a young age modeling and then turning that into something to help other models out. That's right. And then making a whole entire... Uh, just her whole conglomerate out of that. So, yeah, so she, to Tyra. she'll be joining us next hour. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about? The Democratic presidential debate from South Carolina yesterday. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, let's get in some front page news. Where we start with you? Well, we are going to talk about the Democratic presidential debate that was in South Carolina. A lot of people were saying that it was a free-for-all, people talking over each other, talking over the moderators. Uh, there was just no order to things. So some of the things that happened, Bloomberg always under fire, and here he is talking about uh, almost kind of slipping up and saying that he bought the Democrats in Congress. Let's just go on the record. They talked about 40 Democrats. 21 of those were people that I spent $100 million to help elect. All of the new Democrats that came in and put Nancy Pelosi in charge and gave the Congress the ability to control this president, I I, I got them. Uh, I bought them. 
Bloomberg, yeah. Bloomberg still did great last night, though. I mean, if, 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 based on the last debate, yeah. and he looked like Deontay Wilder in the ring with Tyson Fury last debate, he came back swinging uh, this debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were critical at Bloomberg over his support of certain Republicans previously. Uh, also at Bloomberg, he was uh, saying that basically Russian interference, they want Bernie Sanders to run against Donald Trump because then they feel like because Sanders is a weak candidate, Donald Trump will win again. Donald Trump thinks it would be better if he's president. I do not think so. Vladimir Putin thinks that Donald Trump is, should be president of the United States. And that's why Russia is helping you get oh, elected Mr. so you'll Bloomberg. lose to him. Why do any of those candidates think they are better than Bernie Sanders, though? Like, clearly, the people have wanted Bernie Sanders since 2016. Why do they think that they'll be more formidable opponents than Bernie Sanders? All right. Well, in addition to that, of course, Bloomberg stop and frisk. Uh, came up again what he did when he was mayor of New York and Mayor Pete also had some things to say about stop and frisk. It was about profiling people based on their race and the mayor even said that they disproportionately stopped uh, white people too often and minorities too little and I'm, I'm not here to score points. I come at this with a great deal of humility because we have had a lot of issues especially when it comes to racial justice and policing in my own community. And I come to this with some humility because I'm conscious of the fact that there's seven white people on this stage talking about racial justice. Mm. All right. In addition to that, Mayor Pete had uh, some things to say about Bernie Sanders because, you know, Bernie Sanders is the front runner, so everybody's taking shots at him. And what he had to say about the things that he wants to do and his ideals just won't work. I'll tell you exactly what it adds up to. It adds up to four more years of Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, and the inability to get the Senate into Democratic hands. The time has come for us to stop acting like the presidency is the only office that matters. Look, if you want to keep the House in Democratic hands, you might want to check with the people who actually turned the House blue. Forty Democrats who are not running on your platform. They are running away from your platform as fast as they possibly can. I don't know what they get out of attacking Bernie either, though. Because to me, there's no win in the Democratic debate because they just spend all of their time attacking Attack the front each other instead of telling, you know, the American people what it is that they plan to do. Why are they different? Why should I vote for you based off you? All right. Well, Bernie Sanders has his ideas of what needs to happen with the whole legalizing weed business. On day one, we will change the Federal Controlled Substance Act, which, if you can believe it, now equates heroin with marijuana. We're going to take marijuana out of that and effectively legalize marijuana in every state in the country. What we are also going to do is move to expunge the records of those people who are arrested for possession of marijuana. And I'll tell you what else we're going to do. We're going to provide help to the African-American, Latino, Native American community to start businesses to sell legal marijuana rather than let a few corporations control the legalized marijuana market. I'm all for expunging the records. Uh, I'm also for letting people get into the weed oh, business, boy. but every black person doesn't want to open a dispensary and sell weed. You know it what I mean? Just, it just but, like BS. but I guess you want to make sure they have the opportunity if they so choose. Yeah, but that's some like bullcrap to you. Like let, let's let's say what they want to hear. Okay, well we're gonna give you blacks and Latinos weed spots, and yeah, then we're I mean, gonna expunge your records. I'm, I'm, they should definitely expunge. Like they should definitely expunge they people's should, records but it, because it just, the listen, marijuana is legal now. Like if you were arrested for that, but that's easy to say. That's what everybody talks about. That's easy. It's dream selling season. Yes, it is. Buy, buy the dream that best that best caters to you. That's all it really boils down that's to. What it feels because like. even when Bernie says, you know, he wants people to open up weed dispensaries, that's cool. But Mike Bloomberg turns around and says he wants to just create 100,000 black-owned businesses, period. So pick your dream, people. Everybody's selling you a dream. Pick the one you like. 
All right. And lastly, I just want to play this clip of Bernie Sanders because he did comment on everybody after the debate. Uh, He was talking about how everybody did take shots at him because he is the front runner. Well, I guess when you win the popular vote in Iowa and you win the New Hampshire primary and you win the Nevada caucus, this is what happens. Your name gets mentioned a whole lot. He's right. I get it. But it's still whack of every uh, candidate to go at him in that way. Because once again, I would like for the candidates to tell the American people that are watching this debate, what are you going to do for us? Why should we vote for you? All right. Well, I am Angela Yee. That's your front page news. Well, I'm voting for Biden for Senate. You're voting for Biden for Senate. <laughs> the other Biden? The other Biden. I'm voting for the other Biden. The other Biden or the Biden that was on stage last night? The other Biden. You know, two, according to him, there's, there's two, two Bidens. Yeah, I'm Biden. The okay. other Biden, I'm voting for Senate. Okay. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Queen God, DJ Envy, this Fred from Milwaukee. Check what's it up, in. King? What's happening? Oh, man, Fred from Milwaukee. Where you been, Fred? Sir, I just want to say uh, I appreciate the love, Brother Envy. I ran into you at the day party with you and Fab, man, and nothing but love, brother. You show nothing but love. I used to call all the time and talk about trying to get some poom poom. Then Trav started calling and talking about sucking D. And it seemed like, yeah, I was more interested in that. So I stopped uh. calling because you called me weird. But when I met you, brother, it was nothing but love. I want to say happy birthday, Yeezy. Uncle Charlotte, congratulations Happy on your birthday. child. DJ Envy, number love, brother. Number love. You're a you're player, brother. You sound brother. late number as love. hell. My birthday Angela was e almost birthday, two months January, ago. January, <laughs> my last daughter's one. And some chain. What are you talking about? And the All-Star was two weeks I ago. I haven't called in a year, but I just okay. well, thank you, y'all. Nothing right. but love. But Fred, you, I, I know you I, dumped us. I tried to hook you up with some, some, some girls, Fred. I had girls put their arm around you and everything. Did you get lucky? I didn't get lucky, but I appreciated the, the dance, and it was so much. I appreciate the love. You gave me a shout-out and everything, brother. You, you gave me 30 seconds. I, get the, I got the hell your hand for 30 seconds. Nothing but love, brother. I never forget the moment, brother. You got the, he got the hold your hand for 30 seconds? Why would you hold hands for 30 seconds? Why would he you just gave me a pound and said, what's up? Why would you and be holding hands That's for 30 seconds? Because huh? the brother took the time to save us up to a regular guy like me, and I appreciate y'all so much. Nothing but love. I love y'all. Breakfast club. Thank you, Fred. Yeah, start calling back, man. We love you hey, back. Strong. You got to stop holding horny men hand for 30 seconds. Man. That's wild. You married, bro. <laughs> they gave me five. You Come know, on, man. Black like men don't five. cheat, bro. What's and, up with and you, they man? they hold your hands for a long time. That was Fred. 30 seconds is long. But it's funny. Bro. He grabbed my hand. He goes, I'm Fred. I'm the one you call a weirdo. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Fred, man. Makes appreciate sense. you hanging out with me. Trav, what's up? Yo, what's up, Envy? What's going on? Hey, Trav. We really need some hey. new callers in the morning, man. <laughs> he I'm hasn't tired called, of this. Fred hasn't called in a year. This is just, I'm tired of this. What's up, Yo, man? Charlamagne. Yes, Don't sis. nobody feel like hearing your hate this morning. Shut up. Nobody <laughs> feel like hearing you to, again this morning. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> Listen, I want to talk about something. Well, one, ye. Yes. Are, are you okay? You know, this, this is the second time God tried to take you out. First, he threw a traffic light at you. And it missed you. Now your now your tire falling off. You okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay now. I'm fine. It wasn't. It was just a little scary, cause but at least we were able to pull over on the side of the highway immediately. So that was the good part. Oh, that's good. That's good. Listen, I want to talk about another one of y'all callers that called last week. Um, oh. On a whole rant about gay people, Shane Stone, porta potty guy. Now, I thought I killed him last year, but but he, somehow he's still living. That's his ghost. Shut his ass up. Not someone shut his ass up. And he's still talking. Shut your ass up. Uh-oh. I think you should tell him open his ass up. Turn him out. Oh, Trav. my goodness, man. Oh, 
Oh, God. That's all I had to say. Oh, okay. what? And before I leave, I'll drop one of the clues bombs from Mellow Max. Oh, you saw him? Yeah, I saw him. How he look? How does he look? He look like, he look like, you, look, he look like you a little bit. Okay, so hey. you think he's attractive. Let me ask you a question. Did he jump in your DMs? <laughs> no, no, he did not, sir. But all right, y'all. No, don't rush out the go. So, so yeah, you missed it. Yesterday, Trav called and said he wanted to holler at Mello that calls here all the time. He said Mello sounds cute. And then Mello called right after it, and Mello was stuttering. So we tried to make a love connection. But it didn't work out? We don't know. Okay. We don't know. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? Hey, Money. That's your name, Money? Um, yeah, Money. You know, Cash. What's up, what's up Cash? Yes, what's up, you, Cash? Cash? What up? Get it you off good? your chest, bro. Uh, hey, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, with the black people, you know, like, we always want to wait for, you know, an agenda to come our way when we need to make an agenda. I'm saying we need to start negotiating. You know, everybody in the world, they want Trump out of office. So what the black people need to do is say, hey, you want Trump out of office? We'll vote getting them out. But y'all got to come with an agenda for us. It's been over 400 years. We can come up with a top 10 agenda for the black community that can be done. You know what I'm saying? So... And if they can't do it, then we vote for Donald Trump. And then we do for Donald Trump. And we figure, hey, we don't negotiate, you know, with terrorists. You know what I'm saying? So if anybody feel like Republicans, Democrats, are terrorists, you know what I'm saying? If anybody want Trump out, we want Trump anybody confused? Too. You know. Okay. Well, first of all, your mouth is too close to the phone. I know what just happened. And, and we can't sit there and act like there's not organizations out here that are, that are presenting black ag- agendas because there are. Hello, who's this? Uh, this is Trevi Trav from Southside Jamaica, Queens. Queens, what up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. I want to give a shout out to my three kids, Jordan Estherine, Christopher Estherine, and Tristan Estherine. And I'm blessed, highly favored, black and blessed. That's I'm not alive. how it goes, sir. It's blessed, black, and highly favored, sir. Repetition of the blessed, tongue, please. Black and highly favored. There Thank you go. I appreciate the love, man. I appreciate y'all. Let's see y'all every morning from the word. Yes, so sir. Have a wonderful and blessed day. You too, thank brother. You King. Thank you, thank you. All right, get hey, off uh, your chest. Uh, but I do want—I want to salute out uh, Black Black Futures Lab. You know they got a great Black agenda. Um, they put it out uh, actually a, a few week, weeks ago. So for all you people who out there saying that you know Black leaders need to, need to put together a Black agenda, Black Futures Lab definitely put one together. So you can go to blacktothefuture.org backslash Black Agenda and you can check it out. All right, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, you, we got rumors on the way? Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about uh, making the band auditions in North Carolina. Who do you think would be the perfect judge for something like that? We'll tell you who they announced. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. So let's get to the rumors. Let's... What are we talking about, ye? Damn. Usually, yeah, usually you tell us what we teasing. I, did t- I just told you. I said The Roots. They just got a street named after them. Did you hear that, Dramos? No, it's a lot of talking to everyone. All right. Well, let's talk about The Roots. I just said it. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right. Well, Questlove let y'all know that they have a street named after them. In Philly, well, first, of course, they announced it uh, in the Philadelphia Tribune. The city council has named East, I don't even know how to say this uh, street, East Pass Yunk Avenue. Is that right? Pass Yunk? All right, so now that is the Avenue of the Roots. So congratulations to them. They had first started there on Pass Yunk and South Street. That's where they would go and do their singing at night. They said Philadelphia is still a land of music and arts and culture, and the more we bring attention to it, the better we are. 
So Questlove also posted a picture of the sign. He said, well, this is very Philly. Technically, we were supposed to wait for the vote. And then like in May, come picnic time, we'd have an unveiling with confetti and Kool-Aid. But Katz was like, nope, we finna put this joint up now. Really awesome to see the place we honed our skills and craft embrace us like this. That's dope. Yeah, that is really amazing. Dropping the clues bombs for the roots. Well deserved, by the way. Long overdue, it would seem like, though, right? Yeah, but, you know, they got it. Wu-Tang just got a street named after them. Long overdue, you would think so, right? Mm-hmm. All right, now, Yo Gotti has his own day in St. Louis, so congratulations to him. Uh, he just got his own day, and they said he does spend a lot of time in St. Louis, particularly when it comes to the prison reform initiative, Team Rock, that he spearheads alongside Jay-Z. So now they have given him his own day in St. Louis, Missouri. I always wonder if people who aren't from someplace should get their own day. The reason I say that, because you look at somebody like Trader Truth in Houston, right? He's from Houston. Correct. So on his own day, he does something there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the people do some some things in other cities. Like, I do a lot in Atlantic City. I'm not so from there. So we have there. a day in Atlantic City? And, and we got a day okay, in Atlantic City. Okay, so you going to do stuff for your day? I always do stuff for, yeah, okay. absolutely. I always yeah. do stuff in Atlantic City. I got a day in Columbia, South Carolina. I have I'm, a day in New stuff. York. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all Cause, right. Because you're not from someplace, you don't feel technically obligated that's that's to do lot. something It's a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. I'm planning Angela Yee Day now, and it's in August. All right, now let's talk about Boosie Badass. He has confirmed that his album with Young Boy Never Broke Again is almost done. Here's what he said. Man, you know why I be driving to me? I don't drive mixtapes, man. Stop saying that shit. It's an album. I, mean, I get paid off my music. I don't drive yeah, mixtapes. We got like two, three more songs to do. I won't do about 13 songs. We got nine. I thought y'all just canceled Boosie last week. <laughs> Didn't y'all just cancel him? Oh, that was just playing a fitness. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, he just got oh, banned from the gym. Some people did. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm checking Boosie's new album or project, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Young Boy, Young Boy, by the way, last year was the biggest music act on YouTube. You know that, and he just put out a new project, still flexing, still stepping. And kids so. love NBA Young Boy. They sure do. Boosie is more uh, my that's my that's age appropriate music for me. It's adult contemporary hip hop. Well, it, it might be nice for you to listen to them together. They're both from Baton Rouge. But I got no choice if they put out a project together. Well, yeah. So now you can finally hear some Young Boy music. All right, Octavia Spencer, as you know, she is playing America's first female self-made millionaire, C.J. Walker, and that's going to be in a miniseries on Netflix, and they have uh, actually released that trailer now. The show features Blair Underwood, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Bill Bellamy's in it, Kevin Carroll, and it's inspired by the book On Her Own Ground, The Life and Times of Madam C.J. Walker. That was written by Madam C.J. Walker's great-great-granddaughter. So that will be out on March 20th. See, those are great stories. I love really these stories, great too. stories because it's, it's Black History Month, right? So they always tell you to learn about great black historians. Madam C.J. Walker was one of them. Right. Black people had a history. That's not just slavery, people. Madam C.J. Walker was an entrepreneur, philanthropist. She was... Richest house, one of the richest African Americans uh, back in the early 1900s. And I love these stories, and we gotta support these type of stories too. Mm-hmm. All right, now Envy, I did this story just for you. Mm-hmm. As a fan of The Bachelor, they n- now have a new spinoff that they're casting for. Have you heard about this? No, it's cool. Uh, it's actually for seniors. So they said, Bachelor Nation. This is the producer. Give us your grumpiest old men. Give us your goldenest girls. Hashtag The Bachelor. Are you entering your golden years and looking for romance? Senior citizen bachelor. The producers of The Bachelor are looking for active and outgoing single men and women in their golden for a new exciting dating show. That might be dope. Don't look down on that because I'm not. Because some of us as golden girls and don't even know it won't acknowledge it. I don't care care how much you pretend you're not what you are. You are. 65 and over. That's dope. They go to IHOP, get free pancakes. 55, you can get those, baby. Oh, you know that already? You count it? 55. 55. You get some IHOP. What what else can you get? Yeah, that'd be dope. Nothing wrong with that. Them people got to have a life, too. You're right. 
All right, and the Super Bowl halftime show, do you know how many complaints they got from the FCC? Over a thousand has to be. Definitely over a thousand. It was that tongue wag. They got more than 1,300 FCC complaints. That's the Federal Communications Commission. And some people compared that performance to a porno show or a strip club act. Goodness gracious. And one person said it was disgusting <laughs> and offensive. Minors were watching. How can they put this on when children are watching? It was like a porno it, show. It was that tongue wag, man. You think that's what it was? It was that tongue, tongue wag. wag. Somebody said, I do not subscribe to the Playboy channel. We do not buy porn for $20 a flick. We simply wanted to sit down as a family and watch the Super Bowl. I'll be honest with you, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Janet Jackson showed a little areola and drove America crazy. I think that Shakira and J-Lo should get that same energy no. just because. There's a total difference. I don't care. All right, so just so you know. What you did so you to know, a black woman do to them, too. Get that smoke. I don't feel sorry for them. They were naked. I don't care. Neither what was state, Janet. What state She's would you guess? Nipple. nipple is naked. Areola. Areola. What state naked. would you guess that most of the complaints cheeks. came from, if you had to guess? I saw four cheeks. It has to be somewhere in the south somewhere, like one of those, uh, I don't know. Where? Texas. Yeah. Had the most complaints. Really? And the only state that had no complaint filed at all? New York, Bronx. Vermont. Oh. <laughs> Bronx. It's not a state, MV. I know. I said that's what I said. I wouldn't Bronx. expect anything less. The same way a black woman's areola drove them white people crazy, brown cheeks drive them crazy, too. Okay? I wouldn't expect anything less. All right. I'm Angela Yee. Glad and they're keeping that same energy. Is your rumor report. <laughs> I just like consistency. Oh, my goodness. All right. All right. Front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, we are going to talk about coronavirus. Officials are warning, and they're saying it's not if, it's when. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting with, Yee? Well, let's tar- start with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They are warning Americans that health experts do see the coronavirus spreading in the United States. Uh, right now, I believe we are at uh, 57 cases, and they do expect that it will be spreading. So they said now is the time for U.S. businesses, hospitals, and communities to begin preparing for the possible spread of coronavirus. They said the CDC continues to work with business, education, and healthcare sectors, encouraging employers to be prepared. They're saying Americans need to think about if their work is disrupted or if schools need to close, uh, how your life would be significantly impacted. What do you think is coming first, the coronavirus or Jay Electronica and Jay-Z's album? What's uh, coming first? I think Jay Electronica. You think well, Jay the Electronica coronavirus is album? already here. I'm talking about in America. Yeah, it's here in America. What? I just said it there's is? 57 cases. So why are they saying it's coming? I think uh, talking about spreading. Like, what are we going to do if we have to close schools? Right now, it's only 57 cases. But mm. as you can see, it's been spreading really quickly over in China. So it could spread just as quickly here now that it's here. Oh, I didn't know it was here yet. I thought they said it was coming. But how, how do you prepare for the coronavirus? Like, what more can you do? You can't. So, I guess you can what do. they're saying is to make sure that hospitals have that medication ready so that there's not a shortage. So you should make sure you have that now. But they said it's not also, curable, right? Um, you can. It can be treated. And let's be clear. People are not all dying from it. No. It's I only, that. I think, like 2 point something percent of people that have actually had fatal cases of coronavirus. So you can treat it. And the other thing that they're trying to prepare for is what if you go to work and then somebody gets diagnosed and then they have to shut down your job? Or what if it comes to a school, somebody in school gets it? here in America already? Yeah, there's already 57 cases in America. Wow. Yeah. Where? They said they actually just got four more patients because they were on a cruise ship. And they ended up uh, getting that here. So Yeah, they were saying the only thing that, that can help prevent it and stop it is make sure you wash your hands, you cover your mouth when you cough. It just so sounded the same so thing when childish. you got the flu. Yeah, that's what it sounded so like to me. When you got the me. flu or a common cold. Yep. Yeah, so it can be person-to-person transmissions. And they want to make sure that people are just aware of what's going on, what the symptoms are, so you know to get checked. Um, at least 2,700 people have died in, in China. And they said worldwide, uh, the count is over 80,000 people. 
that have it worldwide. 2,700 have died worldwide. So just giving you all that. All right, now let's talk about the Democratic presidential debate in South Carolina last night. Some of the other things that happened. Elizabeth Warren, she was challenging Michael Bloomberg on his comments on abortion. When I was 21 years old, I got my first job as a special education teacher. And by the end of the first year, I was visibly pregnant. The principal wished me luck and gave my job to someone else. Pregnancy discrimination, you bet. But I was 21 years old, I didn't have a union to protect me, and I didn't have any federal law on my side. So I packed up my stuff and I went home. At least I didn't have a boss who said to me, kill it. The way that I Mayor Bloomberg never alleged said that. have said have to one of oh, his on. pregnant employees. People want a chance that to hear from I, the women who I have never said that. I, I want and to allow and the for the record, if she respond. was a teacher in New York City, she would never have had that problem. We treated our teachers the right way, and the unions will tell you exactly that. Elizabeth Warren was whack for that, though. If you're going to reach and tell tell somebody that they told a woman to kill a baby. <laughs> he said, I never said that. Yeah, have some factual evidence to back it up. Not he said, she said. Cite My your God. sources. It's, well, a, it's a debate stage, not social media or a blog. You can't just throw stuff like that, like that out there. Another thing Elizabeth Warren actually tried to call Bloomberg to task for was those NDAs that she wanted to have a release so the women could who signed those documents, the original NDAs, would speak out and uh, be able to have their say. Here's what happened. But the, what happened here is we went back 40 years and we could only find three cases where women said they were uncomfortable. Nobody accused me of doing anything other than just making a comment or two. And what the senator did suggest was that we release these women from the non-disclosure agreement. I did that two days later, and my company has said we will not use non-disclosure agreements ever again. The senator has got it. And I don't know what else she wants us to do. Oh, I'll be We're clear. following exactly what she asked to I'll do. Tell you exactly and the what trouble I want you is, to. with this senator, enough is never enough. We did what she asked, and uh, thank you. We've probably made the world better because of it. And by my company renouncing using these, we probably changed, hopefully, the corporate landscape all across America. What now? Mm. Like, if I, when I pull your card and I, I release the women from the NDAs and I abolish the NDAs of my companies, I did exactly what you told me to do. Now what? All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Tyra Banks will be joining us. Yes. The, uh, the whole legend. Tyra. The whole I legend. Love Tyra Tyra That's right. So we're going to kick it What's with Tyra her Banks. Uh, $90 million, $90 million when I looked at it. Mm -hmm. Listen, stuff like that matters. All right. <laughs> Who does it matter to? <laughs> Me. <laughs> and people out there that are aspiring to build things and create things. Yes. Well, Tyra Banks, when we come back, all right? Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. A whole legend. Tyra Banks. That's welcome. right. Hi. Good morning. I'm so excited. This is the first time I've ever been here. I know. It's crazy. Where you been? I've been watching you. Okay. This is not in the room. We appreciate you. You're you. here to talk model land? I'm here to talk model land, you got your, yes. You got a, your own theme park? It's not, everybody says it's a theme park. It's not a theme park. It's 21,000 square feet, and it's inside. So it's a lot of square feet, but it's not like we're outside with, like, roller coasters and stuff oh, like that. I thought that. you had your own Six Flags at Disney uh, World. No, not yet. It's all Santa Monica Pier. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so right near it. the pier. So what is Model Land? Model Land is a place that you can come and live the ultimate modeling fantasy for everybody. That's Instagram. 
Uh, yeah, but in person. Can you imagine? Okay. Like you are in person, living and walking through this wonderful attraction and experience, where you get photo shoots with professional lighting. Actually, <laughs> yes, with professional lighting and tips and tricks from me. Okay. Um, we uh, take you through this wonderful shopping experience. We have a wig shop called Snatched. Mm. Yes, where you can buy the craziest wigs and fun wigs to like enhance your so if experience. You're bald, you can do something. I mean, what, are you bald? No, I'm not, I got hair. But no, you know, I'm saying I got hair right here. Uh, yes, know. but you could do like different wigs, and the wig shop is called Snatched. If there are some girls in the room, they would laugh at that because that's like a word that right, we yeah. use. He, um, listen, he knows what you're talking yes. about because. <laughs> He did not have that hairline about three months ago. Oh, did he pull I it in? I let my hair grow in hand. Is it, pa- hair is real is it painted in or is it plugged in? It's plugs. Oh, plugs She don't want to cool. touch you. She's going to touch it. She's going to touch it. Look. Whoa. Touch it. Oh, that looks good. No, it's it. No, plugs. It's real. It doesn't oh. look good. It's real. <laughs> plugs, oh, well, Miss Banks. Uh, well, if it's plugs, it looks real. And if it's, 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 not, and, it's real. And if it's real, it doesn't look like plugs. All right. Yes. Whatever makes you feel good, right? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Oh, but yeah, so, you know, I kind of compare... Model Land to America's Next Top Model. So with America's okay. Next Top Model, it was a TV show. People could watch it, you know, watch the television, mm-hmm. watch it on their phone, whatever, but couldn't really live it, right? Um, and at Model Land, you're stepping into this world where you are taking the most amazing pictures, going through this storyline as if you're a student at the Model Land Academy needing to, like, ace your tests mm-hmm. while you're shopping and having an amazing time, too. What's, what's the bigger purpose of Model Land? Like, how will it help yeah. somebody's, like, fashion or beauty or even their self-esteem. So, oh, yeah. The purpose behind it. yeah, so first of all, I do talk about the self-esteem. I'm so happy you asked that because a lot of people don't ask that. Like my purpose when I've created this, I've been working on it for 12 years. Wow. Yes, is to do what I call the Flintstone vitamin effect mm-hmm. where like you eat the vitamin and you chew it and it tastes sweet, but there's all this good stuff in there for you. Mm-hmm. So there's all these messages in there about combating beauty. For instance, like when you come to Model Land, it represents this place that is telling us that we're not good enough. Like, you know, you need to be skinny, you need to be this, you need to be that. However, there's like an, a revolution, an uprising. Almost, I call it like a Nat Turner uprising. <laughs> where, oh, I love um, those. Let's ev- talk. Yes, where Let's everybody... Where everybody that's coming to Model Land is about that uprising and we're about to take back beauty. Mm. Like, all beauty matters at Model Land. But with, that, with that being said, how do you feel about a lot of these internet models and a lot of the internet people, people just in general, getting fake butts, boob jobs, yeah. liposuction. A lot of people are dying because of these surgeries because they're trying to be, quote unquote, perfect, you know? Yeah. What is perfect? You know, the, the crazy thing is like there's these trends that go in and out of fashion. You know, at one point it was no booty and everybody was taking their booties off. And now it's a big booty and like you're getting a fake booty. And then it was no boobs in the 70s and it was big, kind of big boobs in the 80s, huge boobs in the 90s. So it just goes in and out of fashion. And there's a lot of pressure to look a certain way. Um, Even when I was a model, I used to be like, back in the day before it was like normal to speak truth, I'd be like, this weave on my head and Mm da-da-da and show myself with no makeup on 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's important for the people that are putting up an image to tell the truth and to kind of show that. And that's what I do, Mm -hmm. like, and live that. Didn't they used to tell you that you was too tall, too thick? Uh, Too too thick and too black. Too black. (laughs) And that's so strange to me because I would feel like somebody like you would have Read would would have, would have revitalized everything, right? Like, yeah. Because you are such a success, you would think they would, would look for more tires, but I don't think that that happened. Yeah, no, it was interesting. I did a really good job of like breaking into like the more commercial side of modeling, like mm-hmm. Victoria's Secret mm-hmm. and Sports Illustrated, um, and there really hasn't been 
black girls like that have really been like a household huge name, yeah. you know, and I've tried to mentor a couple of girls and stuff, but it's not just about mentoring. It's about the industry helping that happen as well. Um, so there's still time. Is it is the day of the supermodel over? Because no. I remember growing up, it was you had people that you idolize and, yeah. and women idolize and fellas idolize, but I don't see that anymore. Yeah. What well, supermodel now, did you want to be like? Did you want to be like Tyson Beckford? You said you idolized supermodel. What supermodel did you idolize? What, what, what? I, just I, said, I didn't want to say I did. I said people you did. You said, okay. But I, yes, I wanted to be like Tyson Beck, but I sure did, all right? <laughs> okay. I sure okay. did. Okay. I did 100 okay. sit-ups and it didn't work out for me, but I tried. Okay. okay. You want to know. Okay. No, today there are supermodels like Ashley Graham, mm -hmm. who is what we yep. call curvy and thicker and mm -hmm. luscious and beautiful. Um, and then there's Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid. And, you know, so there are girls today that are doing it, but... Jordan what, Dunn, right? She's... Jordan, Jordan Dunn, Dunn yeah. exactly. But right before them, there was like nothing. Mm -hmm. Like nobody really popping, maybe a few, but not really. So there's like a resurgence of it. But what I like about the resurgence is that it's much more diverse. Mm -hmm. For you, did you make the transition from modeling to business effortlessly or has it always been business? Was that always yeah. your mindset well, coming in? I was always really strategic. Like there were models I would see when I was like a model in Paris and I'd be like, oh gosh, she's so beautiful. She looked way better than me. She's going to do her thing and surpass me. But I realized it was really about strategy. And I feel like a lot of very successful people, including the people in this room, um, we are talented. However, we, there's a business and we understand how to differentiate ourselves and be different to stand out. And that's a lot of strategy and a lot of business. So it was always there. Did you have an end game back then? My mama used to tell me to leave before they left me. Wow. Yeah. She was like, look at that model. She was cool and hot. Where is she now today? Like, that was literally a year ago, and mm -hmm. that's going to happen to you one day. Yeah, it's cute. Everybody wants Tyra in their fashion show, but it won't be forever. So what is the game after fashion? What is the game after? So I was always, like, 10 steps ahead, almost in fear a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, I got to mm -hmm. make sure I have a plan. I can't just be kicked out and, like, be nothing. Do they still call and want you to do fashion shows and you turn them down? Or do you um, think about it? I literally just came out of retirement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what last year. I came out of retirement um, actually from Model Land because here I am saying that I'm creating this place where everybody can come. Families, all ages, kids, mamas, grandparents can mm -hmm. come to Model Land and live their fantasy self. But here I was, I retired from modeling because I was aging and needed to leave. So I was like, I'm going to come out of retirement and I'm going to come out like a big way like if, if I was a boxer I would be coming out like and just you know coming and battling like the biggest boxer there was out there and so I decided um, to do Sports Illustrated again and so I was on the cover of a Sports Illustrated mm -hmm. swimsuit edition last year you gonna, act like, you gonna act like you didn't see that envy you gonna <laughs> act like we didn't have a whole report on that yeah we did oh okay it was the first time the Sports Illustrated website broke first time I can see why really <laughs> yeah I can see why isn't it different though like black black beauty standards are different than white beauty standards I think because the aging process is different mm. how old are you 75 41 <laughs> <laughs> literally my team member Alana we were getting ready this morning and I was getting ready she's like god dang it you That's look 28 but yeah it's a little bit of you know tricks with my makeup and uh jeans because when you talk about aging out like what is what is that? Yeah, I don't know you know what? what? I guess it's not. Yeah, for for a lot of people of color, it's not so much aging out because you're looking a lot older in the fashion industry. It's just like okay, it's just time. We've had enough, mm -hmm. and it's time to move on. All right, we got more with Tyra Banks when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tyra Banks. Now, everybody, yeah. it seems like everybody wants to be a model now. What mm-hmm. do you tell these young girls that want to be a model or, or, or what they should try to do? Because mm-hmm. modeling isn't for everybody. Yeah. So, okay, so a lot of people in my generation, they don't like the whole internet and social media, how it gives everybody access. Mm-hmm. I love it. This is what I have been fighting for for so long. I remember doing interviews like 15 years ago in rooms like this Mm -hmm. and saying, to me, when we get to a place where everybody has access to see some version or vision of themselves, Mm -hmm. when diversity Mm -hmm. starts to be normal, Mm -hmm. I want it to be boring. And I feel like because of social media and that access to everybody having some version of being a model is actually helping. On the negative side with social media, you know, with a lot of kind of those like severe and extreme looks, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't understand that it's surgery. A lot of people don't understand that it's retouching and so much and they it can make you feel crappy. Mm -hmm. And so what I tell them is stop following those people that make you feel like that. Like scroll through your Instagram, scroll through whatever social media platforms that you're on and pay attention to what the stomach is doing, the heart is doing. Mm -hmm. And if it goes, uh, 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 if it goes like that, just unfollow. And not even forever. Maybe you can come back later to that person, Mm -hmm. but just unfollow it and continue to put people into your feed that lift you up. I mean, jealousy and envy are an interesting thing, right? Because you don't know you're envious of something until... Until it's in your face. (laughs) And then you're like, oh my gosh, I want that. And why do I want that? And we have been brainwashed to think that we have to look a certain way. And I'm trying to brainwash the other way. Give me some tips. I feel ugly today. Do you? I don't go to therapy till Friday. I feel ugly. <laughs> look me ugly what does today. that mean? I feel ugly. I don't. I don't know. You I look just, pretty okay. ugly today. Your forehead showing. Feel a little bloated. I haven't really gotten you back on bloated. track since the holidays. Look like you gained about ten pounds. Could, could you stop, please? I don't need this negative reinforcement from you. <laughs> You right. look a little, little ashy. For real? No. <laughs> they don't look ashy. <laughs> you never know. I, you never... They don't look... What do you use? Carmex. Oh, my God. You just gave them a commercial. <laughs> so what's the first tip you would give me? What, what is that? Why are you putting it Why inside you putting of your it mouth? So rough? What you... And he's putting it, like, on his tongue. <laughs> it was like way inside your mouth. It was like you your finger went like way in and you must your tongue must be like burning right now. Well now I know why my lips are ashy. I'm putting it on my tongue. My tongue is fine, lips are ash. What would be the first thing you told me though if I told you I feel like uh, the first thing I would tell you is Plastic surgery. <laughs> no! I would say why? What's making you feel that way? Yeah. Because a lot of the times it's not necessarily what we're saying about ourselves but about somebody else and a lot of the pain that we have gone through is based on somebody mm-hmm. a loved one a parent a sibling a teacher a somebody telling us that Ooh. we are not good enough we all have those people who in your life whether you want to say it or not told you you'll never make it Charlemagne. this is not going to ever happen for you blah 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 a bunch of people but i do know that that stems from when i was eight and the uh, the woman who used to touch on me when I was eight, when I made her stop doing it, she would tell me that I was ugly and I had a big nose. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes, because she was wanting you to make it feel disgusting about yourself so that you would continue to Absolutely. serve the, the crap that she was doing to you. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. so you understand that. So what you know? did you like about yourself, if there was anything? Oh, my gosh. I have cellulite. I have crazy cellulite. Always have, even when I was super skinny. Um, my thighs are not uh, in, um, what do you call that, in the, the ratio to my calves. I have no calves. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of, lot of stuff. I just, I'm a master at knowing how to cover it up and how to dress and how to pose um, to make you not see that as much. And that's what I'll teach you at Modeland, too, and, and what I teach at Top Model and everywhere. Question, has being turned down often in your younger years shaped your career and, and work ever? That's a good question. Um, yes. 
Um, I um, I like to say that um, my pain led to a passion. Mm. And the pain started with, you know, being told, you know, at a modeling agency, I walk in 15 years old and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. We already have a black girl. Hey. And then you look at the wall and there's 200 models and there's like one speck of brown on the, on that wall um, and being told that many times. And then becoming a model and hearing that even more, even as a supermodel, you can't be on the cover of this magazine because they don't want a black girl. I'm like, but my cover sold more than anybody else's on this magazine last month, more than this other girl. So why can't I? And back in the day, fashion and decisions were not just financial decisions, which killed me. I didn't understand. I'm like, but I just sold more than her. And I just, I don't understand. Today, it's a bit more about money. Back then, it was like the image of my company and a this and that, and it didn't matter. So that was painful. Wow. But doesn't the image of the company translate to money, I guess? Yes, but it, I don't, it was weird. It mm-hmm. was, I didn't understand why was I selling more. My agency got the numbers, but I couldn't book the next cover, and I couldn't do this, and girls that were selling maybe... 60% of what I was would get the covers. So it was mm. a little strange. Um, then I was told, um, you know, your booty's getting too big. You can't do these fashion shows. So constant pain, pain, pain. But then the pain led to passion. Passion to like, you know what? I got to do something about this. What can I do? And not just help myself, but help other people. Like, what can I do? And so I started my T-Zone camps for girls. Mm-hmm. And then I started America's Next Top Model. And a lot of people think I started Top Model to just say, oh, this is fashion and I'm going to show you how to smize and walk a runway and be fierce. That's the Flintstone vitamin. That's the sweet part. Mm-hmm. But the, the vitamin and the medicine inside of it was really expanding beauty. So what I would do, and my partner, Ken Mock, who's Chinese American, we would look at the landscape of women everywhere and say, who is disenfranchised? Who's not feeling beautiful? So season one of Top Model, almost 20 years ago, I had what we called at the time a plus size model. People were looking at me like I was crazy. She would go to different photo shoots for Top Model and we couldn't even find clothes for her because the designer didn't have clothes for her. And so she's crying and dealing with all this pain and more seasons and seasons of these girls dealing with pain because industry wasn't ready for them. Mm -hmm. But that was still the passion that I wanted to do to open up doors. The chocolate skinned black girl with the short cropped hair. Now we have our beautiful Miss Universe today, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, you know, that wasn't necessarily the thing that mainstream America was saying was beautiful. So I made sure that time and time again, I had my beautiful chocolate sisters on America's Next Top Model, and I strategically would tell her, you are beautiful. Your picture gave me chills. Look at yourself. Congratulations. You are still in the running towards becoming America's Next Top Model. And I wasn't talking to her. I was talking to the millions of girls that look like her. So it was super strategic. So with Model Land, it's the next phase. It's the next phase of saying, it's not a competition. You don't have to do the Tyra pick me, pick me. You can get a ticket and come and feel so beautiful. You may get discovered. You may not. But who cares? You're going to go home with these amazing photos. And if you want, you can get a membership and come back over and over and over again and save some money with membership too. But come back over and over and over again to fill up that need that we all have to feel validated. All right, well, don't move. We got more with the living legend, Tyra Banks. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Stop, 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 stop. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But stop, okay? Tyra Banks, Kobe Bryant, musically. Fart on that record, please. Stop. No! Come on, man. Why would y'all do that to Kobe? What part? The whole the song. Why would you play he, the song? He made the record, not me. God damn. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Erase that from his legacy, please. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. 
Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, LL Cool J was talking to Entertainment Tonight, and one of the stories that he told was actually talking Kobe Bryant out of putting out an album. Thank what kind God of album? For LL Cool J. Here's what he said. <laughs> Played me this album, this gangsta rap album. I was like, Kobe, I said, come on, dog. That's not what you need to be doing, man. <laughs> I was confused. I was sitting there like, what are, what are we doing? I said, you got endorsements. You got, yo, what are you doing? That had to be the funniest moment of my life, listening to him do gangsta rap. That don't sound like LL Cool J. It is. Oh. <laughs> drop, drop on the clues bump for LL Cool J. LL Cool J, you already was a goat. You already was an icon. But now we got to put you up a couple notches for that great piece of advice you gave gave Kobe Bean Bryant. Shout out to LL. Okay. All right. Now, you need friends like that around you. Uh, Bill Cosby. I don't know if you guys saw that Bill Cosby's publicist has been criticizing the Harvey Weinstein verdict and called it a sad day for the judicial system when Harvey Weinstein was found guilty in New York court oh, Monday of third-degree rape of Jessica Mann, who was a former aspiring actress and account of criminal sexual act in the first degree against Mimi Haley, a former Project Runway production assistant. He's facing a sentence of 5 to 25 years. He's been accused of by more than 80 women of sexual assault and harassment, and that is spanning over decades. He was acquitted of two counts of predatory sexual account, uh, assaults. But here is Bill Cosby's official statement from Andrew Wyatt regarding the verdict. He said, this is not shocking because these jurors were not sequestered, which gave them access to media coverage and the sentiments of public opinion. There's no way you would have anyone believe that Mr. Weinstein was going to receive a fair and impartial trial. Also, this judge shows that he wanted a conviction by sending the jurors back to deliberate after they were hung on many of the counts. Here's the question that should haunt all Americans, especially wealthy and famous men. Where do we go in this country to find fairness and impartiality in the judicial system? And where do we go in this country to find due process? Bill. Stop. Stop it. Stop, Bill. Speak for yourself, all right? Why are you coming to the defense of Harvey Weinstein? Then, this line, <laughs> lastly, if the Me Too movement isn't just about Becky, white women, I would challenge Me Too and ask them to go back 400 plus years and tarnish the names of those oppressors that raped slaves. This is a very sad day in the American judicial system. I mean, I I agree with that as well, but they're dead. But uh, Harvey Weinstein, I don't get it. Like, what was the correlation? <laughs> I understand it's what he was good. trying to do just now. Everybody out there that was doing the hashtag free Bill Cosby after, oh, this is crazy. Mm. All right, now um, let's discuss Dion Cole. He was not happy about people roasting an outfit that he had on. I don't know if y'all saw it, but it was like a velour suit, and the bottom of that suit, if you have Revolt, you can see it, was bell bottoms. And apparently people had a lot of negative things to say about his outfit. Well, he did a 15-minute video responding to all of the haters, and here's what he said. The part that I'm tripping over about this is the hate that I have been receiving because I wore a bell-bottom velour velvet suit has been unreal. I've been told that I've been called a f I've been told I'm going to get my ass whooped. And told me that women like, yeah, you ain't shit no more. You was my favorite comic. You not no more. My have denounced me from being funny. Over what now? His, His bell bottoms. Yeah, look. Yeah. What's wrong with bell bottoms? Now Snoop Dogg said. I wouldn't wear them, but people wore bell bottoms. Was it a theme party? Also, no, but he also <laughs> no. said that he does oh, talk about. He loves double ACP awards. Oh, he wild. <laughs> why, why would you show up to the NAACP with the bell bottom? Well, another thing that Deion Cole said was that he's oh. very big on disco 
And so he's always paying homage to disco music. He likes him. Yeah, he, I thought it was a theme party. I no, know. it wasn't. It wasn't a theme party, but he does his own thing. He likes him. And Who he cares? said, with fashion, you have to take risks. And most of the time, he makes that best dress list, but a couple of times, it's been a miss. Why are comedians so sensitive, man? Y'all are comedians. Y'all roast everybody. Y'all clown everybody. Why, when the, 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 the heat is on you, you turn on your phone, go live, and start venting to your phone. He should have expected that one from those bell bottoms. Now Snoop Dogg said that outfit was, and he put laughing emojis. Anyway, you a comedian, deal with it and clap back. That's a fact. Like, I promise you, can't nobody on earth make me mad <laughs> enough to go live and vent to my phone. I'm not doing it. I'm not yelling at my phone. I'm not complaining to my phone. And yes, you are a comedian, Dion. A funny one at that. Get yes. on their ass. Something you know what, funny. though? What he was saying is that he didn't like the homophobic comments and things like that and people saying really nasty things What the bell bottoms got to do with, um, being gay. They said that the outfit looked like a, a gay outfit, they said. They called him a maggot. They were calling him the, the, all the, kinds of uh, homophobic yes. slurs. So they're not used to seeing brothers in bell bottoms. I guess you never That's seen people in the 50s was. and the 60s. Nah, not there was brothers out there that was smashing everything wearing bell bottoms. I've never looked at bell bottoms and said bell bottoms are synonymous with gay. Me neither. All right. Well, he said, it's sad that these messages come from my own kind, but more about this, and that's when he posted the video. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. You should keep wearing them. Just start a trend. Just keep wearing them. Who cares? Yeah, clearly, he can't take the heat. <laughs> 15 minutes, a 15-minute rant, and not one joke was told from Dion Cole. Get back on them people's ass that's on your ass about them bell bottoms. But don't get on people's ass, because that would... Anyway, who are you giving your donkey to? <laughs> wow. You are something else. Right? <laughs> Why am I something else? <laughs> Listen, uh, let's talk hood homophones. <laughs> What? Hood homophones. <laughs> what is hood? What's the word? Homophones. I didn't want to say it because I know how I because I know how I pronounce that, so I didn't want to say it homophones? after that segue. Yes. But what did you call it? Homophones. <laughs> I said homo. That's not what you said. All right. I thought I'd just say homophone, but I said homophone. I did say homophone. Yes, you yes. did. Oh, okay, well, that's how I say homicide too. So. Homicide. It's a bad homicide. Segue. Nigga, don't, I'm thinking about what I'm saying. Whatever. You know the word I'm talking about. You know when you say a word, but it's not really the word, like road and road, like road like the road, but then road like Rhode Island. We're going to talk hood ones of those. Oh, my you get goodness. It? Yeah. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb You are I'm a fat and all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. We had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Yes, donkey of the day for Wednesday, February 26th goes to an Alabama wide receiver named Jerry Judy. Now, Jerry Judy is considered by some to be uh, the best offensive player in the draft. I remember at one point, uh, at least in the past year, they were saying he could possibly be the number one pick. I think that his stock has fallen just a little bit, uh, but he's still good. Great, bright future ahead of him. But uh, Jerry Judy has some jewelry that some people are finding offensive. See, Jerry is a young black man from guess where? Florida. Deerfield Beach, to be exact. Drop on the clues bombs for Florida. What does your Uncle Shala always say about Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and, indeed, all of Florida. Now, Jerry Judy is proof that you can take a person out of Florida, but you can't take the Florida out of the person. Because when I tell you why Jerry Judy is getting the credit he deserves for being stupid today, uh, it's not because he didn't think something through. He did, okay? He did think something through, and it's stupid. 
Okay, all right. It's one thing when you don't think something through and do something stupid. It's another when you give this stupidity some real thought. All right. See, Jerry Judy has some jewelry, and some people are not pleased by his jewelry. See, Jerry Judy has a charm. That's the Star of David. What is the Star of David? The Star of David is a symbol commonly associated with Judaism and the Jewish people. Jerry Judy, whose last name is spelled J-E-U-D-Y, uh, also has a big-ass iced-out charm that says Jew. J-E-W. Now, automatically, if you saw this young man wearing the Star of David, uh, you would think he practices Judaism, right? Would you? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's a black Hebrew Israelite. I don't know. I would just assume clearly he practices some type of Jewish religion. All of that would make perfect sense. But Jerry Judy is from Florida. So, of course, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Jerry Judy was at the NFL Combine press conference yesterday, and he was asked about his jewelry and why he wears it, and he said this. So, my last name, Judy. People sometimes call me short for Jew, like one Jew. So I just got a Jewish star. I'm not Jewish, though. He wasn't bar mitzvahed. He doesn't fast on Yom Kippur. He probably has no idea what a kosher diet is. Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. He probably has no diet what a kosher diet is. His father and mother aren't Jewish from Eritrea. What is it? Eritrea? Eritrea? Eritrea. Or Ethiopia? I don't want to say it wrong. He doesn't know. It's Africa. Okay? <laughs> All I'm simply saying is, Jerry Judy is rocking a star of David, and he has a big-ass chain that says Jew because his last name is Judy, and people call him Jew for short. Uh, one of our producers, Daniel, is Jewish. Daniel? Yes. I have two questions. Yes. Uh, now, I see some Jewish folks are offended by this. Is this offensive? Personally, not to me, only because I didn't think there was any, like, malicious intent behind it. Okay. But I thought it was, I mean, it was really dumb. <clears throat> this was the combine. So, like, this is don't, when... W- don't whisper that. What did you say? This is the combine. No, before that, what did you say? Oh, it was just yeah. really dumb. Really dumb. Okay, that was my second question. Because <laughs> I think it's extremely stupid. Do you think it's stupid, too? Yes. Okay. So, that's the, the, don- the donkey today is deserving. Yes. Okay. Uh, listen. Listen. Um, what, what do you mean at the combine? Explain. This is his, like, this is his last look before he gets drafted. Okay. So, his... I mean, he was projected to be the number one receiver. I think he fell behind to, like, the number two receiver. Because of this? No, not because of this. Okay. But, you know, players don't want... I mean, coaches don't want to take players that could potentially cause a headache in the locker room or bring negative attention to a team. Got you. Okay. So, you know, even if you don't find it offensive, it is extremely stupid. I think it's extremely stupid because your last name is spelled Judy, J-E-U-D-Y. People call you Jew for short. That doesn't mean go get an iced-out chain made made that says J-E-W, okay? Or get an iced-out Star David. I get it. But I don't get it because there's really nothing to be got. This This is what I said earlier, a hood homophone, right? I pronounced it right? Yes. Okay, it's a hood homophone, all right? You know words that sound the same, but they're spelled different. If your name is Judy, uh, J-E-U-D-Y, and they call you uh, Jew for short, then they're really saying J-E-U, I would think, not J-E-W. So a star, David, isn't necessary in this situation. Why am I sitting here trying to explain you this? <laughs> Some donkey today just sell themselves. Please let Remy Ma give Jerry Judy the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. you dumb. What are you going to do without that jury, though? Mm. In his defense, he did tweet out, don't mean no disrespect to the Jewish people. I'm sorry to the people who take my chain offensive, end quote. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank mm-hmm. you for that uh, donkey today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. Hit ye right now. The number again is 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Cookie. Cookie! <laughs> Cookie from out of Florida, Broward County. I know you're talking about us, Charlamagne. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What's up, All Cookie? All right, Cookie, what's good? What's your question for Yeezy? Okay, my question is, um, me and my husband, we rap. Like, we spit bars. Like, we really got bars, man. But mm -hmm. we, we, we up there in age. We've been spitting for a long time. We're 32. And we just wondering if we should keep trying. Uh, are you any good? You want to hear me? I got Yeah, bars. go ahead. Let's hear it. Let's hear something, Cookie. All right, you get seat double key. Nah, you don't know me. Yeah, you may see me, but you can never be me. And you can never beat me in a hip hop battle. Soon as you see me, full better skedaddle. Survive with the paddle, I swim through the river. Meaning I can make it through whatever like the n I'm the quiver. Every time I spit rhymes, got your man on my hands. Cookie black is a dime. Yo, I love the comedy rap, yo. You really made me laugh. The comedy is, rap is dope. This is Ask Yee. Yee, what do you think? So, Cookie, a couple things here. Have you made yeah. any type of progress with your career as a rapper? Um, I performed a couple places. I mean, I um, performed at the Hard Rock a while ago. Um, it was big. Well, at the time I was working there, but we, we did like an employee <laughs> talent show, and I won both times. I won both times, though. Yeah, I performed at a few places, you know, locally and stuff like that. So it's like... Now, keep it real, Cookie. Um, Have you been going really, really hard to pursue your dream? Been trying, yes. Um, you know, get knocked down a couple times. You know, we went to an event in Orlando, and it was like, oh, you know, people not really check for older rappers right now. I'm like, yo, but I've been doing this for so long, and it just so happened that some opportunities are coming out right now you know where you can you know this artist showcase and this artist showcase and um I, have you been recording music in the studio anywhere though yes you can go on the instagram at grew entertainment llc man just tell her um, she sucks and to get a job i just want to say God i don't damn. i don't think that being in your 30s is a reason to not pursue your career as far as being an artist if you're really great at it and if you go really hard at it you know what I'm saying? I think sometimes people want things to happen and they do a showcase here and there, but they're not going super hard because people who really want to be in this industry have to really live, breathe, eat, sleep it, like do everything they can to make it happen. So that's why I was asking you, are you doing everything that you can? Have you been going really hard or is this something that you've been doing kind of, you know, here and there, but not really pursuing? Yeah, I've been trying to go hard. I really have been trying to, of course, you know, with my age, um, you know, I eventually had children and stuff like that, but um, I still, I'm, I think I've still got bars. I'm still ready to put in the work. You I don't. know Charlamagne saying I suck. Nah, I don't suck, man. You do. Learn to trade. You know what I'm saying? Do you have a job? Yeah, I got a job. There you go. Get another one. Work, well, baby. I just don't want you to use age as an excuse. We know an artist right now that's putting out his first ever album. He's in his 40s. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that's ever... He's good, exactly. <laughs> Steven, the white man in the room, said, but he's good because you're talking about Jay Electronica. So what I'm, yeah. He's good. 
So what I'm saying is... Oh, so you're saying I'm not good? Oh, my God. That's what you've been saying for the last seven minutes, Mama. I'm clocking out of this conversation. (laughs) All right. Well, listen. Give everybody your Instagram. Everybody is going to weigh in and go and look at your music that you have posted and let you know what they think. This is a great opportunity for you to get some feedback. That's right. Give them your Instagram so people can go tell you the truth. Ah, oh, man, I'm hurt, Charlamagne. What is uh, it? Grew Entertainment, G-R-E-W Entertainment, L-L-C, man. I love you, though. I love y'all. I listen to you every morning. I'm hurt right now, though, Charlamagne, but it's okay. Well, I don't think you can judge it just based off of that. So yeah, Charlamagne didn't hear no music. So don't, you know, he, he hasn't heard no music. He just heard... Uh, so what'd you think uh, of that freestyle you just Instagram, heard from her, Envy? Huh? What'd you it. think of what you Look just heard from her? I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was listening. <laughs> y'all are so <laughs> full of I wasn't and listening. And that's why she won't waste her time for the next three, four years trying to She could have just had a day, a, 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 a off day. Okay, sure. Cookie the Black Widow. Whoa. All right. Okay. Uh, okay, let's keep it going. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? I'm sorry, this is Anonymous. Hey, Anonymous. What's your question for Yee? Um, Yee, I was dealing with a guy. Um, we stopped messing around, but I had to deal with him for a business purpose. Um, I ended up going over there and he ended up raping me, but I had a boyfriend. So when I went and got the rape kit done and everything, and the guy and I had had sex recently before I got raped. Mm. And the detective told me that I would have to have the guy that I was in a relationship with give a DNA test just to exclude him from doing it. And he's refused, which has hindered the prosecution of the other guy. Um, I just need to know, should I leave him alone? Because I'm having mixed signals with him, even though I know as a man, it, you know, giving your DNA up could bring problems his way, but I don't know if I can still deal with him right. after he's trying to, well, he's not trying, but he's hindering me getting justice from the other guy. Man, he, <clears throat> well, first of all, why is he refusing? And I just want to say, I'm sorry that this happened to you. I just want to start you. with that first and foremost, but I am. Uh, I guess it, it's great news that you are actually pursuing this case and making sure that you get some justice for what's been done to you. But um, why is he refusing to do this DNA test if it's something that can really be a benefit to you? I'm not understanding his excuse is that he doesn't want anything, I guess, from his past to come back. Mm-hmm. So um, he has some other situations he might have been involved in and he's scared that if he gives his DNA, he'll be linked to some another crime? He, but he hasn't elaborated to say that. He's just like, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't want them to think that, you know, I did anything to you. And I'm like, you didn't. I know exactly who did it. I went exactly, like, I know exactly who did it. It wasn't you. But I think he's just scared to do it. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I can't get anything done moving forward because they need to eliminate him and his DNA. But at this point, I know exactly who did it, where everything, I did everything that you're supposed to. Right. But he's not helping. Why can't they just test the other person's DNA? And if that DNA is present, like you said, then just use that mm-hmm. as a match. Why is that? I, I've asked 
exact same question to the detective, and he said that most likely the prosecutor wouldn't move forward unless they eliminated because the other guy could blame my actual boyfriend, which I didn't think made sense at all. Right, because if his DNA is present, then clearly he did something. It doesn't matter. Right, and that's why I was like, it was nothing consensual. Even the guy, even the pop, like, he kept calling my phone afterwards, and I made sure that he, I texted him mm. because I knew I was headed to the hospital. And he apologized and everything. And I'm like, I even have everything in my phone. Him admitting that he did it, him apologizing and everything. What and is your lawyer so, saying? Um, I reached out to a lawyer and they said that they can't do anything until the prosecution is over with. Like, I, not the prosecution, but the um, investigation is over with. And I've been trying to reach out to the detective for four months now. I think you need to get yourself a great lawyer to handle this situation. As a matter of fact, I want to get more information for you because I don't want to give you anything that's not correct. And Mm -hmm. because this is such an important situation. So why don't you hold on the line and I'm going to get your information and I will reach out to an attorney who I know just to get a third person's um, advice, somebody who's a legal expert, because I know sometimes it can be difficult having to deal with uh, detectives and deal with that system and to see what your options are and why something might not be, if he's telling you the full truth, if there's ways you can move forward without this, what is it that you need to be doing? And I think what you really need is a lawyer who can say, okay, this is what we need to do. And a lawyer who can speak to your boyfriend to let him know, but it is disappointing to me that your boyfriend is not supporting you to the fullest but you know I also feel like a lawyer can let him know maybe his DNA isn't even necessary because the main concern is you and you getting what you need to get done so that this is not something that has to continue to go on uh, for as long as it has already something that you've been having to deal with mentally and I'm sure you know it's not easy for you to have to think about this all the time when this person is walking around living his life and you haven't gotten your justice yes So hold on the line. We're going to get your information and uh, try to hook you up with somebody that can actually guide you to some options that you may have and to explain things better because it feels a little bit uh, uh, strange to me. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. Thank you for calling. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit Yee. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes. Let's talk about Red Table Talk. We'll tell you about Snoop Dogg and Jada Pinkett. And that episode came out today. So we have some audio for you. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Snoop. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Snoop Dogg is on Red Table Talk, and that episode is out today. And part of what they are addressing, of course, is Snoop's comments to Gail King when he was upset about what she had to say during her interview with Lisa Leslie regarding Kobe Bryant. Now, here is uh, what Snoop had to say in defense of himself and what he felt like he was doing. I wanted to make sure that what I said was said the right way, and I wanted to make sure that the message was across that. We love Kobe, and be respectful of Vanessa and those kids. Yes. That's what the whole intent was. Right. To protect that woman and them babies over there because she's still grieving. Yeah. And let's give them that respect. Right. Very true. Yeah. And we know where it came from. It came from a place of hurt. Yep. I understand it. Yes, so, but as you know, and we played what uh, Jada Pinkett Smith had to say previously about feeling like the word bitch was 
too much. All right, now let's talk about Casey Lemons. She wrote an op-ed for Variety, and she talks about celebrating African-American history all the time because it is American history. She also directed Harriet. And one of the first, uh, the first movie she ever directed was Eve's Bayou, by the way. She also, she also directed The Caveman's Valentine, Talk to Me, Black Nativity. And prior to that, she also was in front of the camera. She was an actress, and you've seen her in things like Candyman, Silence of the Lambs, Fear of a Black Hat, etc. Well, here's what she had to say. And she's also in the They've Gotta Have Us Netflix series. Mm-hmm. When I was coming up as an actress, I was still doing a lot of the best friend parts, the kind of almost generic black girl best friend, I call it. Mm-hmm. That was my career, you know? <laughs> so um, I wasn't that mad at it because I was working, but I was unfulfilled. Spike Lee changed uh, everything. I remember that moment, you know? And that was She's Gotta Have she's It. She's Gotta Have It. Yeah. yeah, his first film. I think we, we've definitely gotten to the point where on-screen representation is a lot better. All right, now, has anybody seen They've Gotta Have Us yet? The no, Netflix series. I haven't seen it. So that's about African Americans' contributions to film, and uh, it's a—I think it's a three-part series. Here's a trailer for it, in case you haven't seen it, but it is already on Netflix. There was only one kind of story that would get made. Thug number two, the slaves, prostitute, the hustle, literate basketball players. I didn't think I could make films. That was something that people who were better than me did. When people see themselves, they engage. Everybody goes, well, let's make seven Black Panthers because the color that they really care the most about is green. My name is Simon Frederick. I'm a photographer and filmmaker. I've had the privilege of speaking to some of the greatest black artists in cinema. We have evolved and changed cinema forever. All right, so make sure y'all check that out. I'm going to be watching that this weekend uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, now Eminem has a challenge that he wants you guys to participate in, and that is the Godzilla Challenge. Have you guys seen this? Yes. All right, so here's Eminem's uh, challenge that he wants you guys to spit this. He wants you to repost whatever you do on Trilla vids, and he's got prizes and reposting and all of that for his favorite ones. Filling with the venom and eliminate him. Other words, I'm in him. I don't want to hurt him, but I did him in a fit of rage. I'm murdering again. Nobody will evade him. Gonna kill him and jump on top of the bodies in the lake. Obliterating everything is generated. Renegade him. Hit him. Anybody who wanted with the pen and frame. Don't nobody want it, but they're gonna get it anyway. Cause I'm beginning to feel like I'm mentally ill. I'm a killer. Be killed. I'm a killer. Be, killed, be the vanilla gorilla. You're bringing the killer within me. Out of me. You don't want to be the enemy of the demon who enemy. I'm being the receiving enemy. What stupidity it'd be? Every bit of me is the epitome of a spitter when I'm in the vicinity. Motherfucker, you better duck. You're finna be dead the minute you're an enemy. 100% of you was a fifth of a percent of me. I'm about to finish you, bitch. I'm available. You want to battle? Goodness wow. gracious. What, what, what exactly is the challenge? You, you gotta, have to rhyme like that. You gotta redo that. Mm-hmm. You just gotta rap like Say the words, yeah. yeah Say his words, just that, like just that. Just like he did, just as fast as he did, and everything. Repeat that rhyme. Yes. yes. Got you. In that way, that quickly. All right. Um. So moving on, <laughs> I need some homophones to cover my ears. For that one. <laughs> All right, Ariana Grande. Let's talk about Pete Davidson's stand-up special on Netflix. And uh, it's alive from New York. And some people did not like his jokes about Ariana Grande. Some people thought they were hilarious. Well, if you haven't heard it or haven't watched the special yet, here it is. I did not do anything for that guy. The only thing I did do, which I am guilty of and I apologize for, is I did make that guy famous and a household name for no reason, right? I did what, like, Ariana Grande did for me, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I sucked his at SNL. Uh, I wasn't going to do jokes about this, but then my buddy told me, he's like, yo, I've recently heard that uh, Ariana said she had no idea who you were and she just dated you as a distraction. So now I just think it's like fair game. Uh, So, yeah. And you're like, Pete, this isn't fair. You're like, you're airing out 
Dirty laundry, how could you do that? Where did she say this stuff? To her friends? In the confidence of her own home? No, she said it on the cover of Vogue magazine. Dropping the clues bombs to PDD, it's all fair game, baby. All right, well, you spoke to him, Charlemagne, and here's what he had to say about his Ariana Grande jokes. How much of it is off limits, though? Because I saw your new stand-up special on, on Netflix. Yes, sir. And, you know, Miss Ariana Grande is some, it's a punchline. Yeah, and, she has a couple. And a few of the jokes. Yeah. So, so what's off limits for you? Um, I think genuinely being hurtful is off limits or, like, anything, like, being shitty or anything. Like, I want to be cool with everybody. Um, but, you know, stand-up's part of my life. That was a highly publicized thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like she got her fair run and her fair stab at it. And, uh, like I said, I don't have social media and I don't have uh, an outlet, really, to express my feelings. So, like, you know, stand-up's just how I do it. I prefer the the content and the comebacks in that way. I would rather you do it in your art than go on a Twitter rant. I would rather Ariana put it in songs. I'd rather Pete put well, it in stand-up. Well, if she did an interview about it, it's open game. What's the, what's yeah, the problem? Yeah, and then the song Absolutely. Thank You Next uh, alluded to her relationship as well. Absolutely. And it was a good song. <laughs> I don't see the problem with either with, with what either one of them are doing. And I'm sure if you date a comedian, I'm sure you know what it is if it doesn't work out and right. And if you date a singer-songrongwriter, and it you doesn't know you're going to come up in a song. Absolutely. Even if, you, even if you don't write her own music. Somebody will say, you know what you should write about? That breakup that you just had. That's right. He also said his biggest fear is he's going to get shot in the back of the head by a nine-year-old with a ponytail. And the last thing I'm going to hear is hashtag canceled. So that all went along with that joke. Damn. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, it's Black History Month. What are we doing, Charlamagne? Man, today we are celebrating the born day of Erica Badu. The queen, Erica Badu, is 49 years old today. Uh, I'm not going to say 49 years old. I'm going to start saying 49 years alive. Okay, she's 49 years alive today. Uh, she's a legend for several reasons. You know, we've all heard the urban legend of people saying she got the kind of poom poom that changes lives. That's probably why the incense she's selling that smells like her poom poom is selling out everywhere. Uh, she's a whole legend for a bunch of different reasons. But one of the best new Black History Month moments of recent times to me was when Queen Badu uh, did a little jingle for the same thing DJ Envy does it for. Let's hear it. This is a Black History Month moment. Black History Month moment brought to you by The Breakfast Club. That's right, right, MV. writing my email to Human Resources right now. Oh, okay. Fine. But, uh, salute to Erica Badu. All right. We celebrate her today on her born day. As we always do. All right. Now, when we come back, we got a positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout to Tyra Banks for joining us this morning. Man, salute to Tyra Banks. That was a great conversation. You know, I mean, because Tyra Banks has such a rich history in this game from, you know, uh, the modeling to America's top uh, top model to the daytime talk show. Like, she's just been around a long time, and she's still still doing it. You know, model land. 
12 years in the making. Okay. An amusement park. Absolutely. That she owns is hers. Mm-hmm. I guess we can call it an amusement, amusement park or uh, an amusement model place. Land is an amusement. Well, yeah, I guess you can. All right. Well, salute to uh, Tyra Banks. Thank you for coming. All right. Drama's in here eating a big-ass chicken sandwich. Uh-huh. That ain't Popeye's. What is that? It's uh, Chicken Guy. Guy Fiori? Fieri? Fieri. Oh, Fieri? Guy Fieri, Fieri was up Fieri. here? I don't know. if he, he sent some chicken. I don't know if he was actually up here. To where? Elvis Duran. Oh, okay. That would be racist if he sent it to us, so. Yeah, so yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. send it to Elvis answer. first, and we go over there to get it. <laughs> Got you. Got you. Listen, uh, the positive note is coming from Nikki Giovanni. Nikki Giovanni says, once you know who you are, you don't have to worry anymore. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 